Hey, what's up, guys? This is Phoenix from Full Drop Podcast here, back with another episode. On this week's episode, we got another interview for you guys. It's Alan from Loyalty Love Co. Um, he's from Des Moines, originally from Chicago, but he started such a great brand. Um, it's one of my favorite brands here uh, that I know here in the city. Um, but also, just overall, I think what they're doing and you know what they're inspiring people to do is really great. So, but before we get into that, I do want to say thank you for listening to our previous episode, which was our top five favorite rappers. That was a lot of fun to do. Uh, Manny and I definitely appreciate everyone who listened to and you know commented all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, I, I love talking over you know what our favorites you know top fives because man and i have such a different taste but also it kind of goes together too with the music films you know just everything like that so that was definitely a dope episode i've been wanting to do that for a while um getting into you know kind of just what's been going on so manny is not going to be here for today's episode for the interview um he just got back from chicago uh and you know they just got back from their honeymoon him and his wife and they also went to sneaker con so He's just kind of, you know, taking a, a day. Uh, he also wasn't feeling too good, too. So, uh, you know, let's wish Mandy feels, you know, better there and everything. I, I definitely just got over something myself. So that definitely can go. It definitely sucks. So um, but I can't wait to hear, you know, what happened in Chicago. You know, I saw that he was killing it, getting some really good interviews in. You know, even like I think he got an interview in with J.C. Lopez from Urban Necessities, which is crazy. So that's pretty cool, and I can't wait for you guys to see that. And that's going to be most likely on Full Drop TV, which is our YouTube channel. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Um, as far as myself, I've just been you know, doing vintage, working with Bowie. We're getting ready to drop our website here soon, so definitely stay tuned for that. We're wanting to bring you know options to you guys that aren't here locally, because if you are here locally, come shop at Illus Around. That's where we have our vintage at. Um, but yeah, that's what's been going on. We want to record, bring more content to you guys, so that's definitely the goal. Holiday season's coming up, though, so, you know, I, I love to hear what everyone's doing. What's your guys' holiday plans? What do you guys got going on? Uh, definitely let us know. Hit us up on Instagram or anything like that. That's at Full Drop Podcast, by the way. Um, but, you know, that's just the major time of year where everything, you know, kind of kicks into the full drive. You know, you got family things, but also from a business standpoint, you know, that's one of our busiest. That fourth quarter is one of our busiest times of the year. So I can't wait to see what's going on and, you know, just overall kind of I, I love the holidays man I, i'm a i'm a sucker for christmas so definitely can't wait to you know see what's going on there and uh you know i i just really am looking forward to the end of this year but definitely the beginning of next year because manny and i have talked so much about what we want to do for you guys and bring you know content wise so definitely excited about that um but yeah getting into today's episode we got alan from loyalty love co um Again, something we've been wanting to interview him for a long time, and I'm glad that we got the time here to uh, you know, sit down and talk with him. Um, it's definitely going to be just a dope experience. He's someone that I can see as one of the main people to you know, put the city in the right direction here in Des Moines. Um, they're, they're really killing it. They're doing some great things. So without further ado, I'll stop talking. Let's get into this interview. All right, guys, we're here back with another episode, another interview. On today's episode, we got a very special guest here. We got Alan from Loyalty Love Co. Say what's up to the people, man. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Hey, man. I've been waiting for this for a while, man. We've been talking, trying to you know get the schedule right and everything, so I'm glad we could sit down and do this. Um, kind of start things off, man. Why don't you tell the people about yourself? Uh, I guess I go by Alan. Um, no other name, really. I'm from Chicago. Born and raised. Uh, moved to Iowa maybe six, seven years ago uh, for school, 
play basketball, finished up with school and just never left. Uh, I guess I made Iowa my home. Go in and uh, I guess, yeah, get into that first. So the transition from, because I, I know some people who came from Chicago, you know, mm-hmm. to here. How was that transition going from like a bigger city to, you know, what people call like a smaller city in like, uh, you know, Des Moines and, or like state with Iowa? Uh, it's different. Um, Chicago is a big city, but it's also small at the same time. Mm. So you have different sections of Chicago, obviously north side, west side, south side, yeah. uh, east side. Uh, you can still be from the south side and not know anybody from any other side. Yeah. So it's it's big in a sense because Chicago is a bigger city, yeah. but it's also small because you still stay within that that little group or whatever. Yeah, definitely. I can get that. And it's and also because, it's, yeah, it's so big, you know, you get that neighborhood and, like, that, exactly. you know, the group there. Uh, what side were you from? South side. South side. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, now, going into, like, with Iowa and school, um, where'd you go to school at? So I went to Grandview. Okay. For two years. I transferred in from Western Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and you, you said you played ball there and everything? Yeah. Yep. So, and then uh, were you going to school for anything else within, like, fashion or things like that? Or I didn't, bro. I honestly went to school for Finance. Finance. Yeah. That's dope, man, because you get into that, that business background and exactly. everything. Um, How do you like, you know, going to Grandview and kind of, you know, going to school and college and everything? Actually, I feel like Grandview was a... Uh, I hate I went to school overall. Yeah. I feel like if I would have known what I wanted to do early, I wouldn't have went to school. Yeah. But the fact that I went to school and it was Grandview, I think that worked out perfect. Uh, Obviously, I wouldn't be here. I don't plan on moving from here anytime soon. Yeah. At least... If I do move, it'll be for a couple months, and yeah. I'll be right back. And come back, kind exactly. of get like something somewhere else, and then come back and exactly. do something. Definitely. Um, now, kind of get into because you know you said you go from Chicago, you go to school, um, and was the brand or creating ever on your mind at that time, or how did it, when did that start? You know, when when did the idea kind of come about um, to create this brand? So I've always been into like. Dressing, shoes, everything growing up. My mom made sure I stayed in like Jordan and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, back then, it was a thing of like, uh, so I learned fashion early. Back then, Jabot jeans was a thing with the straps yeah. on the knees and the ankles. And I used to always want them. And I got a pair for Christmas. But my mom used to always say, it's like, that's a, uh, that's a trend. It's not a fad. Mm-hmm. So a trend to me is basically like, Something that's in right now, yeah. but it's going to be out later. And she put me on game with that early. So I've always been into fashion, but I've always been into it for, like, the longevity of things. If I can buy a shirt and wear it a hundred ways, yeah. then it's better than buying a shirt with something big on it. that yeah. People is going to notice how much you wear every time you wear yeah. it. So fashion has always been in my life, but uh, I didn't start the brand Lloyd to Love Co until after I realized that basketball wasn't what I wanted to do. And what was that kind of realization of, you know, like when you, cause there's definitely always that moment where it's like, man, this isn't what I want to do. This isn't where I kind of see myself going. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like, you know, especially when you're going to college to play ball or things like that. So, um, once I stopped playing ball, I had to run, uh, had to do a fifth year. So <clears throat> I ended up, uh, running track for my fifth year. Just so I can make sure I get through college because yeah. obviously I needed motivation to be doing, yeah. be through college because I, it wasn't for me. Yeah. So um, basically, what it was like, I had to pick up a job 
to make sure I was able to, like to pay my rent, yeah, fund my sure. food and everything yeah, like that. So I pretty much was like, all right, at my job, all I could think about was clothes or making clothes yeah. or starting a brand. Yeah. It wasn't basketball, so that's when I knew, like, all right, yeah, you said, okay, not this it. isn't yeah. it. This exactly. is this is something different that I'm exactly. looking at. Um, Take me back to that early kind of time when, you know, you were thinking, like, man, all I want to do is make clothes. Were you, were you, you know, sketching or, like, kind of writing down ideas about, like, you know, names or, like, thinking about, like, you know, what, what I wanted to kind of make or create? Because there's so many different avenues you can go with creating and um, especially right. making clothes, you know. So, originally, uh, I got the name Loyalty from. It was a group of us back at home. And... That's where the 95 comes into play. It's the street I grew up on. Okay. And so we had, they had a brand that was loyalty. And so I just like manifested that into something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to like grow from that or grow off of that because that's where I came from, yeah. you know? So I just made it into a real reality, a yeah. real business. And I mean, I guess I never really had to think about a, a genuine name because I already, yeah. already, you already kind of knew what you wanted exactly. to do with it. But the direction I wanted the brand to go in was the hard part because in the beginning it started off super simple just with an L. Mm-hmm. But then you got like a lot of brands where you can't just trademark an L. Yeah. You know, yep, so that's true. you want to go ahead and like do something or create a logo for yourself yeah. to make you stand out or to just make yourself feel legit about your brand. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's definitely true. Um, and the one thing that I do like when you mentioned there is like kind of creating something different, but also paying you know homage to where you're from. And exactly. you know, that's definitely something I can respect. Um, going into you know that first creation, that first, when you decide, okay, I'm, I'm gonna make this brand. This is what I'm gonna do. Um, how fast was it from the realization to this is the this is the name. This is what I'm gonna do to releasing your first collection. Um. It took a while because I didn't know how I want how I wanted to approach it. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a super perfectionist or anything like that, yeah. but I do know how I want to move yeah. and how I want the brand to be perceived. Yeah. So in college, uh, I would just say I partied a lot. Yeah. So my first initial, I want to say, breakout for the brand was to throw a party yeah. and sell T-shirts, yep. and that's pretty much what I did, and I sold out. But in turn, you can't always throw a party just yeah. to sell t-shirts, yeah. you know? Because at this time, I'm, what, one year out of college, paying my own rent now, yeah. so it's like... costs a lot of money to throw some exactly. parties. Exactly, it costs money to throw parties, so everything I made off the t-shirts yeah. had to go right back. Right. Exactly, because <laughs> yeah. I had to buy the liquor, I had yeah. to buy everything, so it's like, all right, I can't throw a party for every t-shirt job. But that's when you realize, like, all right, this is going to be harder than, than I think because I got to sell t-shirts and get people to buy in without selling them an atmosphere, yeah. you know? Yeah, So, Because it kind of transitions from, you know, uh, selling the brand, but also, like, you don't want to kind of have the connection that, like, okay, this is a, you know, a party brand of exactly. sense or things like that. Exactly. This is an actual clothing brand. Exactly. Um, now, getting into, you know, your the brand itself, you know, how would you describe your brand? You know, like if somebody, you know, kind of what's your statement? You know, how would if somebody asked you, you know, what what is your company about? What's your brand about? You know, Honestly, it's about staying loyal to what you love. Uh, there's a lot of times where people know exactly what they want to do in life, but I'm gonna call it the check, which yeah. is basically corporation, the job, yeah. life. People sacrifice what they love 
for the check, which is being secure. Because the check makes everybody secure, yeah. no matter what. <clears throat> you can hate a job. You can hate a job. But you're going to go just before the check. check. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's true. It's, uh, I don't have a problem with people working nine to fives or having a job. But don't lose sight of what you love. Mm -hmm. Stay loyal to it. Yeah. Even if you got to stay up countless nights or put in extra hours at work just to use that resource to work on something that you yeah. love, just stay loyal to it. Yeah, and that's something I can definitely understand because that's, that's something I've mentioned, you know, and we mentioned here on the podcast too a lot is like there's no matter what you do and you have that passion for, you know, just pursue it because and like even if it is like because there are people out there, like you said, that, you know, even past the check, like, oh, I work this nine to five. I want to climb the ladder of like whatever the corporation is and things like that, like then spend your nights and everything pursuing those dreams. But then you go back into that, you know, the more creative side of people pursuing their dreams and taking that, you know, first and next step. Um, I know we talked about it off air, like when was that kind of like that first step where you kind of took, you know, from doing, you know, work and, you know, collect checks, all that stuff to like, okay, I want to do this full time. So it was, uh, I was working at Wells Fargo for about a year and I would call my mom often cause my mom's an entrepreneur as well. Mm -hmm. So I would call my mom, I can't do this. This yeah. is not for me. Just sitting at a desk. I didn't even feel like my work was important. I was literally, someone was doing work, I would check their work, and someone would check my work. Yeah. And it's like, no, yeah. that's not my life. I just can't do yeah. it. I can't see myself doing it. So it's like, fuck that. Can I curse on Yeah, you can. All right, cool. Yeah. So I was like, fuck that. And it was just like, my mom was just like, all right, whatever well, you're going to quit, quit. Yeah. You know, just make sure that it's, that you're ready to go through what you're going to put yourself through. Because yeah. it's not easy. No. Yeah. No, I can definitely get that because, like, we were, like I was mentioning to you, like, you know, I worked at Wells Fargo, too. That cubicle life ain't for everybody, you know it what is. I mean? It's not. You get in the, like, people, you know, there's, a like, actual studies on that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And it's, like, it's crazy because, like, it's such a big office, but once you get into your little section, it feels like it's so enclosed yeah. and, like, there's, like, nothing you can do about it and, like... It's crazy. Like I used to, uh, you know, I used to try to decorate my little desk and shit to make it like mm -hmm. feel like I was like having some sort of creative input 100%. within my fucking like. You I know. will always bring stuff from home just yeah. to sit on my desk to make me feel like I was like, all right, this is where I need to be. But it just wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that. So the day you quit, what was that feeling? Like when you were like, you know what, this is it. This is this is not what I'm gonna do. You went into whoever's room or whatever office and said, you know what, this is it. Initially, you would think that, like, you would have anxiety or, like, stress out, mm -hmm. but it was a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, it was one of those things where you just, like, you knew, like, yeah. this felt right. Yeah. And that was one of the best feelings I had in a long time, so I just knew I was making the right decision. And then, like, going back to anything from smoking marijuana to drinking to mm. partying as long as my mom knew or was like okay with it yeah i didn't care what anybody else thought yeah. i was just like all right she got my back yeah. so 100 percent, i'm doing this yeah 
that's all that matters, man. Because like, and I'm sure you know you you probably got told by some of the people, especially who you worked with too, like you're crazy, you're leaving the job, you're doing this, like what are you doing, like all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely uh it's dope to hear too because like you know it's it's dope that you have that connection with that too you know what i mean because like i completely feel when when it was going with that um getting back to like the brand and everything uh you know like you mentioned like you know staying loyal to what you love um how how you know great is it for you to see other people succeed and pursue their (laughs) dreams and what they want to do is that something that you you know you want people to recognize through the brand and like you know wearing your brand too like you see those people like you know strive for what they want to do how's that feel i actually wish everybody could experience it yeah if anybody had any little love or any little dream that they had and not even to call it little but just anything that they would like love to do every day i would love to see people doing that yeah. every day yeah like it became just think about years years ago when Currency was based off trades. Mm-hmm. People wasn't doing carpentry just because they wanted to. It was because they were good at it. Yeah. So they would trade their carpentry for someone farming. Yeah. And it's like, these people love doing what they were doing. Yeah. And they still were able to make it work. Yeah. So if life was like that... It would be, yeah. It'd be, 100%. It would be, be pretty beautiful. Like, And like you said, you know, with the check and like, you know, keeping that kind of insight too, like people are so worried about pursuing their dreams because of that, like, you know, staying outside of it. Like, that's definitely, especially with your guys' brand, I've known you definitely represented that, like, you know, taking that next step or first step and, like, pursuing the dreams. Mm-hmm. That's, that's definitely, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned it a little bit before, um, but I, I did want to get into it deeper. So, you know, a little bit switching it up. Uh, talk about kind of your, your love for fashion and started with, you know, just dressing, you know, dressing up, you know, and like having that kind of longevity within like your wares of clothes and everything. When did your love for, you know, like the actual kind of like looking into like the materials or things like that, is that something that you, you know, especially with a brand, is that something that you kind of are into today? Um, you know, as far as like the materials, you know, the sweaters, you know, things like that. Like, is that something that you, you know, kind of. So growing up, you learn about materials right away when you're wearing something real mm-hmm. and a homie or you mistakenly buy something that's a knockoff. Yeah. You learn materials right yep. away, right from there. <laughs> and true. you know the different feel on your feet, you know the different feel on yep. your body and you know 100% like, all right, this just doesn't feel right. When you wear something nice, whether you pay $20 for it or $200 for yep. it, you feel better. Yeah. But when you're wearing knockoffs, it's kind of, you can psych yourself to make yeah. you feel like it's real, but Same you man, know it's, mentally that it's, it's a not. real Gucci belt. Right exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, you carry yourself at a different. You just carry yourself to a different standard. Yeah. You just walk in a room feeling different. Yeah. You know, so it's like material started then. One hundred percent. I just can't get down with wearing anything fake just yeah. because how it makes me feel. Yeah. It makes me feel like a fraud. Yeah. But yeah. also, you should never feel like you have to do that to fit in yeah so i guess material things started young as well yeah but within my own clothing line you know like how you want people to feel when they wear your clothes you know so and you also learn types of material that fit people better so Mm -hmm. you got 
polyester, you got your cottons, you yeah. got your 50-50 blends. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like 100% polyester, some people like 100% cotton, some yeah. people like your 50-50 blends. And so you try to gear your design towards the audience you're going yeah. for, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. And, you know, with designing, um, you know, you you want to design for yourself and like the creative kind of process, uh, I, I would feel. And then, but you also want to design for the people too, because at the end of the day, the people are the ones wearing it, you know what exactly. I mean? So um, kind of, you know, going back and forth with that, is that something that you really like? Obviously, you want to be happy with your designs and like what you're, you know, you want to be happy with it. But uh, is it kind of a, a struggle going back and forth to being like, yo, I think this is really dope. Uh, do you worry about the other people thinking what they would think or like as as far as the consumer goes? Honestly, I had a hard time with that in the beginning. Yeah. I would make clothes and I liked them. So I felt like yeah. everybody would like them. Yeah. Cause everybody like how I dress. So it's like, all right. Yeah. But what I pull off, everybody can't pull off. Yeah. So I had to have an open ear, which that grew on me because I did not have an open ear at yeah. first. And a lot of my friends, I used to live with seven people at one time when mm-hmm. I started my brand. Mm-hmm. And these are some of my closest friends. And without telling me I'm hard to work with, they just wouldn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, they support me, yeah. but they just wouldn't work with me. It's because I never would listen. Yeah. So now I'm more open to a lot of different things, which is which I'm grateful for. Yeah. So it it expands my brand. And it's it's good to have that. Um, that's something I'm always big on too because if you get that, you know, that team or the people, you know, surrounding you that want to push you and want to not, you know, not surround yourself with a lot of yes people, but more with people that are going to be, you know, supporting you, but then also saying, hey, what if we took it to the next level? What if mm-hmm. you took it to the next level? I want to see you get to the next kind of step exactly. in whatever you want to do. That's something, yeah, that's, that's, that's really dope. I, I can get that. Um, you know, pushing forward with, uh, you know, fashion, you know, growing up, was there any designers or creators that you kind of looked up to uh, as far as within the fashion industry? Um, honestly, coming from Chicago, you got a lot of local brands, but a lot of people like, it's different than Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Because you got people starting so early, mm-hmm. knowing that they just want to create a brand. Yeah. Um, like from Chicago, you got Leaders was probably the first store that I've, or first brand that I've ever heard of that wasn't a corporate brand. Yeah. And also Fashion Geek was one of them. Yeah. Um, and I really didn't really do too much research on them back yeah. then, but you just knew yeah. that. The person that created this brand, you might just see literally yeah. walking down the street. Yeah, and like that's that's kind of dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Because the corporate kind of mindset of like a lot of these brands is like you have all these people, a board of directors in an office, and then you have the designers in a building, but you, you won't see them like on an everyday basis. Like, exactly. Yeah, and that's um one person that actually just like did a lot of like reading on and like kind of into that. It's from Chicago also. Is um he's coming up lately. Is like Joe Fresh Goods. Oh, that's my boy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I love Joe Fresh. Yeah, Goods. so seeing him kind of come up too. Like, did you did you ever see him or like around or like? I didn't you know, bro. I yeah. didn't find out about Joe Fresh. Well, I heard of Don't Be Mad, but I didn't yeah. know it was Joe Fresh yeah. Goods at the time. You yeah. know, but now he's like, he's really made me want to be or like. I don't want to say want to be, but feel okay about being the face of my own brand. Yeah. Because I've never seen that except yeah. for 
obviously fashion geek and leaders. Yeah. But these are older people. Yeah. He's somebody that that's like younger hip yeah. with the crowd. Yeah. With, with my audience, yeah. that's like I. It's like damn, he's out. Yeah, exactly. like he's he's yeah he's, exactly. he's out here. And, no, I, I definitely get that. And then I also uh, I saw that you know when you brought it into you're reading the the Bobby Hundreds book as well. Oh, yeah. um, is that someone that you know with hun- the Hundreds brand and everything? Is that someone that you kind of like? you know, look up to, because I'm currently reading it as well, and, like, it definitely has some insight on a lot mm-hmm. of, like, stuff, not as much as, like, the the finished product, but, like, his story of, like, getting there, too, like, so. Yeah. So, that book, Bobby Hundreds, actually, like, he lays out the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Like, he's actually, like, somebody that wants everybody that gets into any type of fashion streetwear yeah. to know what they're getting into, and to also do it. Yeah. You know, a lot of people won't, they'll get into it, they'll do it, they'll succeed, and they won't help the people that's trying to get up. Yeah. And it's like, obviously nobody wants a shit ton of competition. Yeah. But without competition, how do you grow? How do yeah. you get better? Yeah. You know? That's that's the truth. And like the more competition there is, that means the more heads there are that, you know, they'll see their brand, but then they'll also say, okay, this person's out. Okay, this person's out. I'm going to go fuck with them because... Man, I kind of like what they're doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, exactly. uh, I definitely get that. With the, uh, you definitely mentioned a couple people and everything. Is there, a, if you had like a, a dream co- collaboration or someone to work with, just, you know, as far as like, you know, a brand goes, you know, who would that be? Um, hmm. I feel like the way I approach my brand and how, like, simple it is I would need to work with somebody that's more like out there with designs and things like that so I would like to work with probably uh, I like Scott Sasso from 10 Deep Yeah. I like 10 Deep um, maybe obviously the hundreds and I would like to work with Joe Fresh Goods the creator mm-hmm. you know just like not even I don't even know if it'd be a collab, but just able to sit with him and yeah, workshop pick his in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because like I always think of that, and like you know, I always we always love to ask those questions too, because it also sees like kind of the inside of like you know what that person's mindset, who they want to work mm-hmm. with, kind of like who they mess with and stuff. And um, the thing that I've always like, I would rather have a workshop with somebody that I looked up to or admired versus like, yo, let's do this collab. Let's let's both print our names on something you know, exactly. and everything because these people, you know, like they they were once at like the points that where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And exactly. now now they're out here doing this or this or that, and like it, it would just be yeah dope to like pick their brains. I feel like you'll get a lot more out of a a workshop. Yeah. Than you would just a collab. Yeah. Because collaborations, it's like it's like artists with features in a way. Like if you look at like somebody who's like really popping, and then they get that feature from like someone who's like legendary. Mm-hmm. That person just sends the verse. You know what I mean? Like exactly. they, they or like if they're in the studio together, like they, they just record and then that's it. Exactly. Not as much as like connecting with the person and then workshop and creating like you know just talking. You know what I mean? Like that definitely would be yeah. I get that. Um, speaking of music, like in looking into. Uh, you know, of course, we all listen to music, man. We love who who doesn't love music. 100%. You know what I mean? Who, when you're creating and when you're thinking and like trying to get inspired, who are you listening to? Uh, honestly, I listen to a lot of people. I just love my music. Just play, yeah. but I would say my top 
people I'm listening to that's like well known, I would say Travis Scott, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and uh, go on Young Thug. Yeah, it just goes on and yeah. on, bro. Uh, Kanye. Honestly, I don't really have like a, yeah. a set list of people of I listen people to. It's just to. whatever. It's just kind of whatever you're feeling. Yeah. yeah. Would you say, uh, speaking of Kanye, would you say, you know, looking at these artists and like what they've done, not only for music, but with fashion too, you know, especially around like our age group and things, you know, Kanye is definitely one of the most influential people, mm-hmm. you know, within kind of the, the generation of today and everything. Um, what would you like if you're looking at Kanye did he inspire you at all like within um you know take a look especially you know he's from Chicago too you know mm-hmm. everything like would, would Kanye be on kind of like your Mount Rushmore and who who would be if you had to like name like you know three artists who would be on kind of that top list for you that if you put goat status like you know who would that be uh Kendrick one for sure uh just because his whole story reminds me of mine. Mm. Uh, he's around everything that a regular neighborhood could, kid would be around, but he's stuck to what he loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Kendrick for sure. Travis Scott just because he's a rager, bro. Yeah. Not party. So yeah. I connect with that 100%. Uh, I will put, it's going to sound cliche, but Nip for sure. Just because what he speaks is pretty much what I want to do. Like, you can make it no matter yeah. what. Just put your head down, grind, 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 yep. and you can get there, yeah. you know? Um, would Kanye be one of them? I'm not as outspoken as Kanye, so yeah. I wouldn't say that he would, but he does put bugs in my head yeah. to make me want to be more outspoken and yeah. actually, like, say how it is and yeah. what it is you know yeah and I get that cause like and like breaking down and like looking at those people you know you look at Kendrick definitely he's on my list too man like and like uh, and then you go to Nip and where he he could have moved out and done something different but he brought it back to the neighborhood he brought mm-hmm. it back you know and created jobs and created you know just a bunch of just really great things for a lot of you know a lot of good people too and you look at Kanye and you know, like you said with the outspoken so the thing I feel with Kanye is like he he can be outspoken for the the best reasons and mm-hmm. then some of the wrong reasons too, you 100%. know what I mean? And the but the best reasons when you look at some of his, you know, like you know, legendary rants when he's talking about like the whole Louis Vuitton thing with uh, when he got on with Sway, you know what I mean? Like he's crazy. You know, you look at that, like he's crazy but like are we all, you know what I mean? Like right. if you think and about it like and he's accepted it, bro. A lot yeah. of people like push it away <laughs> exactly want to put on this facade like oh i'm just like i'm okay with it yeah. he's not no and that's okay to be yeah. like that. i feel like everybody has that in them it's just yeah. a lot of people don't embrace it yeah and he just you know let it yeah. go um before we get into some other stuff do you, uh what do you think of jesus is king i thought it was decent um uh, i don't think it's something that i would put on repeat yeah. all the time yeah. but it's definitely something i would I download it, yeah. and if it comes on, I'll, I'll let it rock. Yeah, I 100%. appreciate the project, um, and now they're making the second one with Dre, mm-hmm. which is going to be. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah, which you know that's 
because uh, people are so like you know hit or miss especially with that album like I feel like I get I get why I wish it would have been like I always I always say this I wish it would have been more like Jesus Walks kind of like right you know that vibe mm-hmm. and not as much I mean like but then you gotta switch the style up too but exactly if but, you're not switching your style up as you're as you're creating albums you're not growing yeah but if you can grow create different albums and your core fans still follow you yeah then you're a great artist. 100%. Yeah, that's the truth because you can also build, you know, you know, fan loyalty also and get new fans, you know, exactly. we switch up the different things. Exactly. Um speaking of artists, you know, you know, we're we're in the great city of Des Moines man, and we we've talked, you know, definitely about how much, you know, the city has grown and how much we've loved it. Um but speaking first with local artists, who's some local artists that you, you know you really mess with? You know, bro, to be honest, this goes for brands, stores, and artists. I really don't like calling them local. Only because if I was to ask an artist here to see his analytics and who's listening to mm-hmm. his music, it won't only say Des Moines. Yeah. It's gonna say other places. Yeah. So he's not really they're not really local like with your uh, vintage brand. Yeah. You can ship other places. Yeah, that's that, true. Where it's not local, you yeah. know? Just like with any other clothing brand or anybody else. I just, I feel like local keeps everybody in this circle. Yeah. And I don't like that. I like that. But at the same time, if we are going to talk about Des Moines. Yeah. People that are creatives. Yeah. Uh, musically, I like a lot of different people, bro. But uh, recently what I've been listening to is the Fly Space. Yeah. And not only because them the homies, but it's actually a, a dope piece of work. It is. You know? And yeah. and that goes back to what we were talking about with the features yeah. and the actual project. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like space and fly like doing a song together. Yeah. It's a whole project. Yeah. So it's like a workshop. You yeah, know? It's a collaborative effort. Yeah. And like, it would have been dope to like see what that process was like mm-hmm. because like, you know, you think about it and obviously they know each other, they know each other. And like we, uh, we've talked about, uh, Manny and I have talked about like fly space and how much we appreciate the mm-hmm. album. Um, I think you put two of my favorite artists here, uh, you know, together and you know what they can do and, you know, work together with. Um, it's, it's just, yeah, it, it definitely is a really yeah. great album. And, uh, you know, they're definitely two really great artists too. I think, if there's people and like I, I really like you know we touched point on like the localness of it and like that is definitely something that is true because we reach to so many different people not just Des Moines and I feel like those two definitely reach out mm-hmm. so far past Des Moines you know yep. what I mean like they definitely can can do a lot of you know a lot yep. of things and you got a lot of artists like honestly I feel like UET is gonna be a great thing for. Des Moines. Yeah. It's got different artists like Uno, uh, Ace, Space, Fly Life, Luthien, uh, KO, Dom, and it the list keeps going yeah. on and on. But then you got other collectives out there like uh you got Deadstock, you yeah. also got uh Mothership and you got Honor Roll. So yeah. it's a lot of people that that are making music for their audience. Mm-hmm. That are making noise, you know. Yeah. It's just I'm um, connected. With yeah. It. No, definitely. Yeah. Do you think um, 
as far as you know of course throughout hip-hop throughout you know just music in general there's a lot of things creating sound you know like you know you got the Atlanta sound you got the West Coast sound East Coast things like that do you think there is a opportunity for Des Moines to have its own like kind of sound or like style 100 percent 100 percent um the only thing about Des Moines if we create a sound it's not going to get out fast enough yeah. but other sounds that are being created are coming to us faster than our sound is getting out to them mm -hmm. so I think there's definitely a sound and a, a, a look for Des Moines uh, but I just don't feel like we have the push we don't have that that person. We need one person to everyone's sitting it's like all right, picture this. Everyone's sitting on a cliff, right? Yeah. We don't have a person that jumps. Yeah. Everyone's there. But no but one no one jumped, wants to jump. Bro. Yes, because it's the thing that I felt for a long time is you know, and like we'll talk about that in a second, but there's a lot of a lot of people in Des Moines really are talented and that's I mean that's half the reason why Manny and I created this and wanted to, you know, highlight that. But there are so many people that are so talented but don't take that next step of where we can go from Des Moines to branching out and showcasing why Des Moines is so special and why there's so many talented people here, why there's so many, you know, just honestly just great artists, people, creatives, you know, as a city we're, you know, like just so growing and there's so much growth within the city, like that's something definitely I can agree on. Like it's it's crazy, and then that's that's a really good metaphor to like kind of put with it because it's the truth. You know what I mean? The Moines is nice. Yeah, that's what it is. Do you it's nice. Exactly. And <laughs> we don't have a a Joker, bro. Yeah. There's no Joker. Yeah. Here, bro. Yeah. We need one for everybody to succeed. Yeah. Just one person, bro. Just somebody to do something that's like against the grain. Yeah. Like. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's this little clip on Instagram where this guy comes and spray paints over Virgil Bloss' uh, oh, pop-up yeah, shop. Oh, yeah, yeah, And a lot of people look at that as doing something wrong, but mm -hmm. it's art versus art. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How can that be wrong? Yeah. People, if you take your time to do graffiti yeah. on the side of a train and someone comes and paints over it, yeah. people feel like, that should happen. Yeah. Because he shouldn't have spray painted. No. No. It's, no. it's art. That you just <laughs> you just vandalized yeah, art now. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's funny. It's uh it definitely is do you think there's anybody here that you know or that you see that could be that next, like, okay, they're gonna do it. They're they're the ones that are gonna be the ones to put it on the map. Um there's a lot of people out that I out here that I probably don't know about that could probably do it, mm -hmm. but anybody that I know that's like willing to take that risk and take like, all right, I'm gonna take this fall for everybody. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. see it right now. Yeah. There was one person that that was making his way there. His name is Saul, Saul Schlegel. I don't know if you know him, but oh, he was mm -hmm. big into art. And he was he was doing some crazy stuff, but mm -hmm. he moved out of the morning. Mm. So now he's like. He was one of those people that I felt like, all right, he can possibly do this for the more. Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of, yeah, like moving into something that we talked about, 
looking at Des Moines, you know, and I hear it all the time. I see it all the time. I want to move out of the city. Man, I can't wait to move in the city or out of the city. I'm going to move to, I'm going to move to the A. I'm going to move to Chicago. I'm going to move to this, that, and that. Is that something that you kind of see as like a why? Because it's definitely something I see is, you know, why would you want to do that when we're, you know, growing so much and there's so much growth within the city? I don't understand why people think moving would be best. If you're making music in Des Moines and your music's not doing what it wants to do, moving somewhere else is not going to make it any better. Yeah. I... Maybe it will in their case, but I just don't see going to someone else's city where there's another thousand people making music mm-hmm. that's just going to be like, all right, you're not from here, but we're going to put you up. Yeah. Here. I just don't see yeah. it. I feel like if you're going to make it and you're going to work, you're going to do it. You're going to do it no matter where you're at. Yeah. No matter where you're at. So I don't believe in moving from Des Moines. Now, I do believe in moving from Des Moines for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Just to network with people, yeah. Go meet friends, just so you can have a a base everywhere you go. Yeah. And then yes, all right, that makes versus total sense. like the permanent kind of like okay, I, I'm moving here to here because it's it's basically setting up yourself to start over when you've grown so much within mm-hmm. a, a certain area. And exactly. unless you outgrow your situation, which that could be anywhere, there's mm-hmm. people that outgrow New York even. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know, but, exactly. But right now, it's it just doesn't. Yeah, like I, I completely understand. Like the the couple months thing. Like yeah, that's something definitely I've always wanted to do, even personally. But like you come back because you see how much it's grown, how much it's even in the past. You know, four or five years. Like I feel like. And not even speaking on, like, it's the economy and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Like, strictly for the arts, like, we have grown so much and there's so many opportunities that, like, uh, and, like, what do you think about that? Like, the growth within the city and just arts, just speaking arts, like, in the past, you know, few years. So, I would say when I first got to Des Moines, there was, I saw it as a blank canvas. As soon as I got here, I knew writers 100%, like, felt like I can do something with this mm-hmm. because you see how much is going on in Chicago and you see how little is going on in Des Moines yeah. and it's like it has the people it has the space it has the vibe it has the environment shit should be happening mm-hmm. but it wasn't so therefore it's like now five years later we've drew on a piece of paper Yeah, we haven't created a canvas yet no. but we've but it started. We, yes, we put some, we put pen to paper, yeah. you know, and that's how I feel about it right now. And that's five years now. Another five years, maybe we'll add some color. Yeah. Another five years, let's put a frame around it. Yeah. Another five years, now let's hang it on the wall. Yeah. Now we're here. Yeah. Des Moines is here. Yeah, and, and that's the truth because you you look at some of these bigger cities. They didn't always start off with that, especially like within again just the arts. Like you look at. LA. LA wasn't LA till you know, you looked at Hollywood and the boom of acting and you looked at all that kind of stuff. Exactly. You know, like there's there's so much that you gotta a lot of people, especially with nowadays with social media and like everything like that, a lot of people look at the social or like the finished product but they don't look as much as the, what got it to there. Exactly. And we're we're not the finished product yet. We're we're still, like you said, working, we're still creating, we're still, you know, painting that picture. Exactly. Um and that's that's definitely something that's going to take some years, but I, I for sure think we're going to get there. Oh I, yeah, I absolutely. There. There's there's 
no doubt in my mind that Des Moines is going to get there. It just takes more push. People feel like there's a ceiling for Des Moines. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm from Des Moines, so I can only go so far. Yeah. No, it's not true. Yeah, It's not true at all, bro. Yeah, for sure. And kind of tying things back into, you know, the brand. Um, I saw on your site, you know, I've seen you, you've been promoting it. Um, what's coming up with the, with the next collection, man? So we were thinking about doing this collection called Space Explorer for Loyalty Love Co. Um, it was pretty much geared towards the 50th year of us. I'm using quotations while I'm talking of us landing on the moon. Mm-hmm. Can't say for sure if we did or not, but that's what it was geared towards. And so it's basically how I took it was, all right, 50 years of us landing on the moon. Let's try to tie this into the brand. How can we do it? And so basically it was space exploring. Like exploration as a whole. Mm-hmm. If you love to do something, I love to make clothes. Exploration for me is learning the materials, yeah. learning how to screen print, learning how to heat press, learning what works for what, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's exploration to me. That's growth. Yeah. So that's how I wanted to tie in exp- uh, Space Explorer with Lord to Love Coin. That's where, that's basically the line where we're working on right now. Yeah. And w- when is, uh, when are you looking to drop? Uh, honestly, we're playing with different dates right now mm-hmm. uh, just because I want to try to do a short film for it just so it, people can grasp the actually, yeah. yeah, actually what we're trying to do with it, not just, oh, here's a astronaut and here's the name. Yeah. You should buy it because you fuck with me. Yeah. No. Cause buy it because it, it's yeah. going to connect with yeah. you. Yeah, and like, something. and that's the thing is a lot of people, and that's one thing I always appreciate with you guys too is, you know, it's not, it's not just printing. It's not just slapping a logo on something and, you know, pretty much calling it, you know what I mean? Like exactly. there's, there's, there's gotta be a story behind like, you know, kind of looking at why this collection, why are we looking at that? And that's something that I can, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate. And back to what you said about slapping logos on things, slapping logos on things is okay. If you're like, if that's the look you're going for with your mm-hmm. brand, like I have things where just my logo is, Solely on there, yeah. Just like Nike, do it because that's what you want to. That's how you want people to receive. Yeah, it. If you yeah. have a Nike hoodie on, people automatically say, "All right, he's an athlete. What sport does he play?" Yeah. Something like that, yeah. you know. If you see Loyalty Love Co. or LCO on somebody, it's like, "All right, he's he's doing something." I wonder what he, what mm-hmm. he does, you know. But when you're trying to create a brand but you're taken from other brands, mm-hmm. it's hard to get a good vibe yeah. on your brand because it's like, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I know what that brand means. So is this the same thing yeah. or not? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not about the design. Yeah. It's about what your brand stands for. the message for. behind exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. It's the brand. Exactly. Yeah. That's part of branding. That's yeah. what it is. Like, I do a pool party every year and I do a toy drive every year. Yeah. They have nothing to do with Lloyd to Love Co. Yeah. But, that's my brand as Alan Clark. Yeah. You know, it's like, Louis Love Loveco is separate, totally separate from that. And that's yeah. a totally separate brand, you know? Yeah. So it's all about branding. And I don't think people understand how important branding is because taking somebody else's design, it's not the way to go. Yeah. No, for real. And like, and that's something that definitely, you know, you see. Um, but the thing 
that you gotta, especially with branding, like you gotta represent yourself and you gotta create yourself. Um, and l- like you mentioned, uh, you know, when we were talking about, uh, you know, Bobby Hundreds and everything like that, how the transition into, because you have your brand, but also yourself are a brand. Like you, exactly. you represent yourself, exactly. you represent your work. Exactly. Um, how's that been going, kind of going into like, you know, creating your own personal brand, creating like Alan, you know what I mean? Like, So I feel like in the beginning of Lloyd to Love Co., people brought it, not because the message it brought, but because of me. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's my homie. I'm like, yeah. oh, I have to cop a shirt, you yeah. know? But then as you continue to build, I don't want to use credentials, but that's what I'm going to use so I don't have to sit here and think about a word. Yeah. But as you continue to build your credentials, people are like, all right, this brand is dope because I fuck with the message. Yeah. Just like today when I first saw you, the first thing you said was, oh, you know, regular business day shit. Yeah. And it's like, boom. You're automatically bringing to my mind as somebody that's business savvy. Yeah. You know? You could have been like, shit at home. Yeah. Smoking, playing a game, <laughs> yeah. and you just came here. Yeah. That would have made, that wouldn't have took me back. Yeah. Because so many people say it, yeah. but you created a, a perception of yourself once you said yeah. you were taking care of business shit early. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's just those type of things I feel like have helped me build my credentials for my yeah. personal brand. No, that's true. And you know, taking a look at kind of the future of yourself and your brand, where where would you like to see? First of all, I like to do it in like two parts. Like, if you look at yourself, you know, obviously you want to grow as a person. Um, where would you like to kind of take yourself within the next few years of you know just life in this journey? Honestly, uh, I'm okay with the way things are going. Mm-hmm. I'm not settled for it, yeah. obviously. Yeah, for sure. I would like to reach more people. Mm-hmm. I would like to, like, obviously jump into more business endeavors, things like that. But seeing where I would be in the next five years is actually, I feel like, putting me in a box because who knows what can happen yeah. in the next year. Yeah. You know, I can be, what I got planned for the next five years can happen in six months. Yeah. So I'd rather just, like, I don't know. I just feel like the way I've been creating, it's not, I don't work like your average uh, clothing brand where they're already working on a winter brand in the mm-hmm. spring. It's more into the feeling of like exactly. when you want to do them. Exactly. It's been plenty of times I came up with designs for the summertime or fall time yeah. that I scratched literally two months before and been yeah. like, I really like this idea. Yeah. You know? So that's hard to say. But if I was to say, where do I see myself in like a certain amount of time? I would say doing the same thing I'm doing, yeah. creating. And that's the yeah, that's the end of it. And that's uh, I like to hear that too because, you know, living in the moment is such a because you never know when you're gonna you know go you know exactly. you never know when your time's gonna be and there's a you know there's no kind of plan because you don't know where you're gonna be at mm-hmm. in a way. So like living in the moment. And, like, the reason why I ask it is because of that. Because I like to see where people's mindsets are, like, kind of going, you know, yeah. and what, what they're thinking. And it, it should be so simple as just creating. Just, exactly. Just doing, just doing me, you know what I mean? Just exactly. doing what I want to do. Because that's, in the end of the day, or at the end of the day, I should say, like, that's kind of the, the, the truth of it all. Like, think about what you're doing today versus think about what you're doing tomorrow. Exactly. In that kind of way. And then exactly. that's, that's something I definitely and get. I forget what book it is, but there's this book, and he tells you to 
keep saying next year. Next year, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, next year, I'm going to do this. Next year, I'm going to do this. Eventually, that next year is going to be that year, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, if I told you I wanted to do something in a year and subconsciously, and I didn't do it subconsciously, I know I didn't do it, but mm-hmm. maybe it's not. Maybe I don't grasp it yet, but let's say I told you I wanted to do something in a year. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about it. Then a year you see me like, oh, so what happened with? Yeah. Now I gotta be like, oh shit. Yeah. You it's know? like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's true, man. Well, we definitely want to appreciate you for coming on, man. Definitely have been wanting to do this for a long time. So uh, we thank you for you know opening up your studio, uh, you know having me come in and everything, and definitely appreciate that. If you had kind of a few last words to leave to the people, man, what what would you tell them? Um, I would say honestly, continue to do. What you love, stay loyal to it, and don't do fuck shit. Just be a good person, bro. Yep. Just keep grinding, no matter how you're feeling, what you're going through. Just keep going, man. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, where can they follow you at? You know, plug plug all your social media. You know, website, uh, all that kind of I stuff. I only work off one. Uh, that's just my Instagram, right. and that's just Allen A L L E N dot C ten and Lloyd to Love Co. Both. Follow both. Yeah. Follow you back. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, appreciate you coming on, bro. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it, dog. Absolutely. All right, guys. We want to thank Alan for Loyalty Love Co. for coming on the podcast. Definitely appreciate him. Um, really, really loved this episode. Two things, two takeaways from this is, you know, not being content with just the check, like Alan was saying. You know, it's it's really, you know, you can get comfortable going to a job, especially if you're a creator. You know, you can get comfortable going to a job and just getting your check working your nine to five and not wanting to create as much because you know you're you're safe you know you're 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 just you're okay with getting that check and being fine with it and everything like that um and the one thing that you know we talked about and the one thing i definitely do like i said i really i really feel strongly about is just taking that you know next step taking that first step and you know just following your dreams and pursuing it and as alan mentioned that's what you know he kind of wants to live through his clothing and then just in life in general um is basically pursuing your dreams and following them and um you know doing what you actually want to do because that's such a big thing to you know accomplish in life and to have that legacy you know legacy we were talking off air and it's something that i really do feel strongly about is you know i'm a big person on leaving your legacy and you know your success versus like okay how many dollars did i have in my bank account because at the end of the day that's not even going to matter so um and with legacy and success you know money will follow also so that's just something i really feel strongly about um and then also you know the thing that i noticed with alan too is just he's very smart and he wants to learn his craft any way he can and definitely if you guys are creators out there or just in general no matter what you want to do if you're really into something learn more about it learn about the history learn about uh, you know, different ways, techniques you can work on stuff. You know, myself and Manny, you know, we're starting this stuff from scratch and that's what we did. Like, you know, audio editing, video editing, everything like that. You know, we're learning from scratch. So like we want to pursue that. So we want to learn our crafts. And then that's just a major thing for you guys. You know, definitely learn your craft and, you know, keep working at it. Uh, there's a there's a famous quote where I, I'm going to butcher it, but, you know, it's pretty much uh, – you got to keep on practicing and 
you know, if you practice something for, I think it's over 10,000 hours and you become a master at it or you perfect it. And that's such a major thing. And no matter what you do, whether it's art, whether it's, you know, photography, making clothes, you know, anything like if you really care about something, definitely work at it and keep on working on it. Um, if I could leave something with you guys with that today. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. We definitely want to appreciate, you know, appreciate you guys listening. Um, don't forget you can listen to the podcasts on, you know, what Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and of course the anchor app, which is how we distribute and record this podcast. Shout out to anchor for sponsoring this podcast. Um, and then, uh, you know, you can follow me on Instagram at RAV Phoenix you can shop at rise again, vintage, or if you're local, come by Illus around and shop for vintage through Bowie and I, um, subscribe to our, you know, podcast, you know, and definitely leave a five-star review. We definitely appreciate it. And then if you guys want to check us out on YouTube, that's at full drop TV. And then definitely subscribe on there. We just hit 600 subscribers, which is awesome. Definitely appreciate you guys. And we're on the road to 1,000, so we're definitely trying to get there. Um, but, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, definitely appreciate you guys for listening. My name's Phoenix from Full Drop Podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.